Hello, this is Drew Borowski, sitting here at Courage Church. I'm here with pastors Don Bender and Chris Hooten. Uh, we're here today to talk about something that's very important in the DNA of our church and feel like it really relates to the time we're in right now. Uh, it's strange times, and that is uh, spiritual formation. It's a interesting term. It's something until about five years ago I had no grid for, but it's so important to just who we are as Courage Church, and I really believe towards spiritual development. Um, yeah. So how are you guys doing? Doing good. The world yeah. is in a very uncertain place, um, and w- there's definitely a sense of we need to be we need to be Sabbathing mm-hmm. right now, um, and mm-hmm. what does that look like? That's a spiritual formation. You mentioned the, the term. Let's just define that real quick. Sure. Spiritual formation is the process of being transformed into the image of Christ for yeah. the sake of others. So it's basically the process of of discipleship. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so as we look at what's happening in the world today, um, the schools. This was something that we discussed previously. The schools have now sent all the children home with a toolbox to do their homework and mm-hmm. continued learning at home. And all these parents have turned into homeschool teachers and they're they have these tools to try and learn and some of those tools as we've discussed about our own children um aren't necessarily effective for the way that they learn and we're realizing that everybody learns a little differently and the same thing applies to our spiritual formation our spirituality um and the church needs to be sending home these these tools Mm -hmm. that we don't all have the same spiritual formation and Mm -hmm. Sunday morning doesn't necessarily fulfill it, but now that we don't have that interaction, we're not sending home the tools. And are we sending home the homework packets, the toolkits and the hmm. toolboxes for the continued learning as as a church? And are we doing that? So hmm. today yeah, like, we want to discuss what some of those are. Yeah, I like that. Um, the first problem that we had was when we were discussing Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, when you look at that hierarchy, uh, in the world that we live in, the uncertainty, we can't yeah. start with spiritual formation. So, Chris, will you give us kind of just a quick rundown of sure. what those are? So at the base of the of Maslow's hierarchy is the physiological needs, which a lot of us are really concerned about right now. Things like air, water, food. Mm-hmm. Food could be a problem. Shelter, uh, sleep, that, clothing, yeah. reproduction. This is kind of a survival mode. Survival mode. Like. Safety yeah. needs are kind of the next thing. Which, I see. So we may be bunkered at home with all of the good stuff for the our, meet our physiological needs, but then our safety needs about personal security mm. and, and employment and resources and health and, and property. Wow. Those are kind of the things right now that it, we're a little bit more nervous about. A little, yeah. yeah. And so before, with those things being out of whack, it's going to be hard to think about the things above that, like love and belonging and, mm-hmm. and esteem and, and self-actualization, which... That's an interesting one. It's something mm-hmm. that I feel like in the uh, before this strange time that we're in, um, that's a phrase you hear a lot, mm. but we're going to be talking about spiritual formation, which is almost a backwards version mm-hmm. of that. It's, it's this Christ yeah. actualization yeah, because like it that. is this Christ formation being yeah. formed into the image and likeness of Christ. That's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and really what we want to talk about today is how do we bridge that between the safety and the love and the actualization? How do we use spiritual formation to really, wouldn't you say, Chris, I mean, you're an expert, you're a pro in the spiritual formation. This is what you've studied. This is what you, you get it, you know, yeah. and that's why you're here today. Um, wouldn't you say it's a great tool to bridge from that safety part mm. of that hierarchy and bridge into the love and the self-actualization mm. and to get us beyond the survival? Yes, yes. Because I think um, as we become aware of who we are in Christ, who we are in 
this this world and understand that this is a God-bathed universe in which mm. we are we are eternally in his hands. And yeah. we, even if we suffer, even if we are sick, it's we're still in God's hands. Right. And to understand that, uh, that's a kind of a spiritual formation step. Yeah. You know, as we are formed into that, then our safety needs, if we can put those safety needs securely in, in God's hands, then wow. uh, and make ourselves a home there, then we can we can go on to intimacy with Christ yeah. and and find our Sabbath rest. And in that's this time. Mm. that's going to be the huge challenge. Yeah, right now and really, uh, there's just this sense that the whole Earth is Sabbathing. I mean, you mm-hmm. see the rivers are running clearer. There's less pollution in the air <laughs> because there's wild. less cars. It's yeah. it's kind of a beautiful thing. This mm-hmm. year of jubilee for the Earth, and we're all going home and we're all with our families. We're being like parents and spouses and and roommates and neighbors yeah. in a way that we've never been forced because of the busyness we just oh i don't have time oh no so we're, we're shutting down and saying no to some things the world is saying no to some things for us and the decision mm. has been made for us to go home mm-hmm. and what do we do in that time besides go stir crazy and be agitated at the things that are out of our control like our children going berserk and we don't mm-hmm. have enough food and mm. th- this food and safety this belonging thing what does that look like and how do we find spiritual formation? And I think that we all have learned different ways of spiritual formation growing up or have heard of or experienced. And I think that we've underestimated how far spiritual formation is integrated into our everyday lives and the things that we do that it doesn't necessarily take sending somebody their toolkit a bible mm-hmm. it's a great piece of the toolkit but it's very incomplete yeah it's like i was uh shocked <laughs> ella's got uh an sat prep book that's this thick well that that's what they sent home as her packet for homework and how do we even begin to uh, to attack that thing. Hmm. And no. if that's the way all we do is send a Bible home, which is, it can be about as thick um, and just be like, okay, yeah. here, here's your, here's your packet. Well, and that's something I've been seeing. I mean, that kind of fits in with, I've been seeing and hearing, like I was actually, I worked a shift at our coffee shop yesterday for mm-hmm. about uh, five hours <laughs> by myself. <laughs> and we had about 60 customers yesterday. Wow, that's way more than we had but at the ours. Side, that's, wow. <laughs> so, but all the side conversations I was hearing from people were, how can I be more productive in mm. this time? Mm. How can I still be productive? Mm. And I'm like, you don't need to produce. Mm. Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of spiritual formation and, and our spirituality in a Sabbath because your identity is not in what you do. Mm-hmm. It's in who you are. And I think that that's what we, what we really need to focus on in this time is mm-hmm. who are we? And I think that if we can really grasp that as a society, as a world, as the mm-hmm. earth, that we are going to see some of the greatest inventions come out of this time. Mm-hmm. We are going to see innovation like we never have. I think that the minds of the world are going to stop the busy mm-hmm. and do the actual thing that we were made to do. What were you created for? So, Chris, let's talk about some of the the streams of living water, Richard Foster, um, some of those streams and what those can look like, because we all sort of in our personalities fit into a different category. We were discussing yeah. earlier, uh, you have 
traditions that you like to practice and to me they're so <laughs> boring because of my personality yeah. and and I can't I can't sit and mm. recite scripture and feel connected to yeah. God and this is this is not <laughs> me being a heretic this is me experiencing God differently where mm-hmm. I need to sit and and snuggle my children and watch them ride a bike and watch them play together I need to watch the sunset or I need to you know just enjoy a delightful meal with my family mm. or my spouse and that in that I experience God. So one one of the things with this stream kind of uh, thought is that uh, the disciplines are things that we do, but they are things that we do in order to put ourselves into the stream of grace that yeah. is already moving. So um, it's about learning to be by yeah. practicing. And so yeah. the disciplines come from different streams of tradition, different uh, places that um, have been tried and, and, and proven to, to be places where God's grace is already moving. Yeah. And so different traditions work well for different people. Like you right. were saying, uh, if I'm in a point where I'm lost and I don't know what to do, going to a, a, a ritual uh, like um, praying the hours, which has some uh, words mm-hmm. written out, praying the Psalms, uh, it's very easy for me to do. It's very helpful for me to do because I'm not having to recreate the words or feel yeah. uh, something. I, I can go to that, and it's a rock of, of um, a touchstone for me. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like you said, that doesn't work for you. No. It, it's boring. No. <laughs> it doesn't right. work for Sorry. my wife either. It's, uh, uh, so yeah. it's interesting the, the way that different people can approach the spiritual uh, disciplines, and it gives us this this wide uh, v- variety, uh, a toolbox to pull from, so that uh, there's there's excitement and joy and and variety in our lives. So what would yeah? So let's like we do? could go through the streams and just kind of discuss some some practices that fit yeah. in them, and then hmm. as listeners, as you're identifying with those things. Don't feel limited to, oh, I have to do this to experience God. Yeah. And I it, don't feel shallow in your spirituality. Be set free. Let this information be something that transforms you. And all of a sudden you have a new way that you can experience God and you can be set free to say the way that I've always experienced God is true. A walk mm-hmm. in the woods is the same experience for one as uh, this contemplative prayer for another. So um, let's begin. The very first one that Richard Foster in his Streams of Living Water book speaks of is the contemplative stream. Now, this is the prayer-filled life. This is the human longing uh, to practice the presence. Everywhere we go, mm-hmm. everything we do, we're constantly praying. Dig that stream. What is this stream? This is this is John. We see this with John. He sits yeah. at the foot of the cross. He's with hmm. Jesus. He spends his whole life his whole scripture s- reflecting and con- contemplating who Jesus is to him. He's always with mm. God. He's always with Jesus. Um, wow. This this idea that it makes the love of God your main and mm. only objective in life. This is a responsive love. Um, it's sort of incarnational, but there's a separate stream of incarnation. Mm-hmm. Um but what do, what do these look like? What are some of the meditations and the, the contemplations that someone that, that fits in this stream can really truly experience God? Help mm-hmm. us identify with some of those. Well, one of the things that is uh, exciting is uh, the idea of going to Scripture with your imagination. Yeah. Um, it's an Ignatian 
practice. Uh, uh, and what you would do is you would take a story and you'd put yourself there. Mm-hmm. You know, this can go and coincide with Lectio Divina where you kind of look at the story slowly and repetitively. But what you're doing is engage your senses. What does it smell like to be on the on the road mm-hmm. uh, with Jesus? What is what does it feel like for people bumping up on you or or uh, you can use your imagination in that way. Uh, that's one side of the mm-hmm. of the uh, uh, con- contemplative stream, and mm-hmm. that is what we call a cataphatic experience. Um, apophatic spirituality would be one where you take away the w- words, you mm-hmm. take away mm-hmm. the images, and uh, like in the uh, the classic, the uh, the cloud of unknowing. The idea is you put all the things you know about God behind a cloud, and and you just direct your love at that cloud. Wow, uh, and that can also be powerful. So wow. it, d- it depends yeah. on on how you want to approach it. Uh, okay. But both of those are, are really powerful experiences. In the, huh. in the we did something like that with formation. the students yesterday, two varying results. No, actually, I mean, I think they appreciated it, but mm-hmm. I'm so funny because when I look at what these are, I feel like every single one of them, my heart leaps mm-hmm. yeah. and I can do all of them to an extent mm-hmm. <laughs> before I get bored and want to go to the next yeah. one more than it. Like, yeah, it's not even that I'm like one or all it's, I can do this one until I get bored. Right. I can do this yeah. one until I get bored. Well, and it can be really tough, especially <laughs> with the apophatic approach, yeah. like centering prayer where you're uh-huh. trying to just not think <laughs> and just let God be with yep. you. That is so it. hard. Cause you got to shut down that, that constant, uh, narration in your head the brother well the brother lauren's practicing the presence Mm. that that helped me with that a little bit because when i'm doing dishes at work like he talks about in the in the practicing the presence i can almost get there (laughs) i'm like i can listen i can put earbuds in with no music yeah and people won't bother me (laughs) and just start washing dishes and be with god and not think about a thing yeah i mean solitude (laughs) like for someone like me who i am more in the incarnational stream uh, solitude is just agony to me Mm. and it's something that i've practiced and learned to do uh but there's this constant narration in your in your head of like okay now i'm doing this and you're like telling god what you're doing and you're like now i'm gonna breathe a deep deep breath and you're like what are you (laughs) talking about you literally can't stop talking Uh in your head well and i don't think we need to be upset about that at all I, i remember uh, there was a story of a of a woman who asked a bishop, you know, how long do you pray a day? And he's like, well, I don't know, maybe maybe ten minutes, but it takes me hours to get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, what are some other meditations that we can do just to meditate and mm-hmm. think on who God is and just in our minds, as, right. essentially, right? So, uh, in addition to scripture, which is super uh, powerful to yeah. put yourself there. Uh, you could meditate on um, the things around you, mm-hmm. life, um, even the news. You could meditate on mm-hmm. uh, where is God in all this? Where do you see God? Meditate on your day. You could. Uh, that's, there's a, a prayer called the prayer of examine, yep. which you do. You can do at the end of your day, where you just kind of go through your day like a movie and and where mm-hmm. what what happened? What mm-hmm. am I thankful for? What where what am I not thankful for? Where do I see God moving? Mm. And that's a way of praying your actual life. Mm-hmm. And so meditating on your on your life and what you've, huh. you've done. Yeah. Um, you know, nature. Yep. You start to get into the incarnational stream yeah, there yeah, too, but yeah. a lot of these things go together. Um, you can meditate on on the beauty of of things around you. You remember the, who is the guy in uh, the Amazing Grace movie? Um, his story of faith, the, the politician, he, he came to faith by his, like, Hmm. Looking at a spider's web and, mm-hmm. and contemplating its beauty. Wow! And 
that's another way to, to approach God. We kind of jokingly called it like uh, with the students a few weeks ago, Natura Divina. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. we're, we're pra- basically doing Lectio, but uh, with what God has created yeah. and what's around us. So, yeah. <laughs> so it Just, seems like this sort of touches all of the streams really. Mm-hmm. Um, so one that I think is sort of separate, maybe not, uh, I could be wrong, the, the emptying, mm. this like emptying, what's kind of a meditation of an emptying that we can do, an emptying and refilling, we've done this before. Mm-hmm. Well, one um, one simple practice is to, to sit, uh, sit up straight. So sit up straight, feet on the floor, just so you got good, uh, good posture and you're not, nothing's going to get distracting for you. Mm-hmm. But hands up, palms up, palms down is a good exercise in which you when you're ready to receive, you put your palms up and you, you, you listen. If something comes into your mind, something that's there that you need to empty, put it down. Just, uh, just put it down. Just physically turn your just palms down. Just turn your down. palms over and, and let that sit. And mm-hmm. then go back to palms up when you're re- ready to receive. Um, and that's just a simple practice to help emptying um, what's going on in your head all the yeah. time and just going back to a position of receiving. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. So it's very connected to physically and mentally. Um, anything else on that? We can move into the holiness. I think there's lots. We'll come. We'll kind of bounce around mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm sure there, there's a lot of overlap between uh, oh, the yeah. disciplines. So. Yeah, absolutely. So the next one is the holiness stream. And this is mm-hmm. living the virtuous life. Um, this is all surrounded by character formation, uh, this intimacy with God that enters into this reshaping of the mm-hmm. heart and mind just constantly, like reframing what how you see the world and how your heart feels and how your mind processes thing uh things this is attention to the heart a response good habits maybe uh Mm -hmm. habit forming found in the middle of every single day everyday life um this can be very bodily like the prayer and Mm. fasting Mm -hmm. holy habits um Hmm. and in this the kind of the the it's around this idea of getting heaven into us how do we get more of heaven into Mm. us um so what does that look like in well, our practices, you know, in in our tradition, coming from Pentecostal movement, the mm-hmm. um, the holiness tradition is kind mm-hmm. of what we were born out of. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of um, baggage with that too, in, yeah. in terms of um, the legalistic approach to life. But the idea is is being clean, and and I, there's like our baptism is a beautiful symbol of this washing uh, clean, and, and we get to practice. Uh, an element of that every every, several times a day with washing our hands. You you can make that a a moment of, of touching um, that, that uh, beauty of that symbolism. Take Mm -hmm. the coal, cleanse my lips. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Let's let's take that, that, that chance to wash your hands and, and be like, God, make me clean. Mm. Cleanse. I'm a man of unclean lips. among the people of unclean lips. And and I want you to, to, to wash me clean And, and remember the, the power of our baptism. Remember the power, the cleansing blood of Christ mm. that, that washes away all, all our stains mm. as we uh, wash the hands. Yeah, very good. Five, That's six good. times a day. Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, who knows how a many hundred, times? A hundred okay. times a day. We're at hundred. <laughs> For us, getting getting the holy, I guess this is a whole, to me this feels like a holiness tradition practice mm-hmm. a little bit. Maybe, correct me if I'm wrong. But for my wife and I, the, I mean, it's a, right now Lent is going on mm-hmm. and people over the world are still practicing Lent. Mm-hmm. And like I, I have thought many different things about that in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at now seems to be like 
okay, this is to get this story in us mm. and in our bones. Mm. Yeah. And get to participate in that story. That's why we're fasting. That's yeah. why we're feasting. That's yeah. why like we're moving the way we do and doing mm. the things we do and not doing the things we do. And I think there's a set apartness yeah. in that and a filling when yeah. you're getting just the story of Je- the forming story of Jesus in yeah. your bones. Very good. And there's yeah. uh, an aspect to this, the, the, um, the place for spiritual formation is in the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the that's the, where the work is done. So yeah. we have to get away from this idea that it all happens at church on Sunday. Lent is a good example of of that because we we it's one of those times when we get to take it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where things like even your, the washing of your hands, the washing of your dishes, all of these things can be touchstones. They can be part of um, uh, just the the ordinary being transformed into something extraordinary in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are the sacraments, uh, which gets a little bit more incarnational, but mm-hmm. those are the sacraments we practice when we take communion. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to do a live communion together where yeah. you're at home, that's fine. We all take communion together and just remember what does this represent. But um, yeah, really reflecting on the meaning of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, so the next one is the charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> That's also our tradition. (laughs) That is definitely our tradition. Um, But not everybody really fully connects uh, their spiritual formation in this way, like a deep intimacy. Um, But a lot of us are part of this tradition because we do. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is the spirit empowered. Uh, It centers on the power to do uh, Mm -hmm. where the holiness is more about the power to be. Mm. This is more Mm. the, the, the power to do, to be, to to do the things that are holy to um mm-hmm. be neighborly uh to have holy joy and yeah. laughter and like where are we joy reaching into heaven and and where exactly. are we depending on the spirit for the things that we do yeah the, um, the center of the charismatic tradition i think is the eminence of of god that he is close to us, yeah. that the spirit is near to us and, and yes. available to us and, and speaking to and through us. And, and, and joy has got to be the hallmark of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially in this time of uncertainty. Like, how mm-hmm. can we bridge that feeling of, I just don't even have purpose in this world anymore mm. <laughs> with the trying to find security? And how can we draw near to the presence of God, to the yeah. spirit, letting the spirit well, so, so what are some of the practices that we do in the charismatic tradition? One is we, we pray, pray in, in the spirits, mm-hmm. um, and that's something we can do on our own. I've had some of the best. I, I was rem- remembering back when I was in college, I lived with my grandparents, and a lot of my best moments with God come from that time, whether it was walking in the fields and just, just praying in the spirit there, or sometimes at night when everyone was asleep, I'd go down downstairs in the basement and I'd just be like hopping up and down yeah, <laughs> praying in the spirit yeah, and just be yeah. like God yes mm-hmm. and and there's that joy and celebration of being in the spirit and yet the spirit is also at that at that moment interceding through me it's like yeah. it's like God speaking to it God's self mm-hmm. through me and mm-hmm. yeah. it's a powerful wow. way to pray and so it, it, it's especially appropriate in times like this when we don't know how to pray right. and we don't know uh, how to have joy and and what god would really want from us just going somewhere and praying and letting the spirit speak through yeah. you yeah i think is a, mm-hmm. a yeah i think thing. i think the thing we need to really focus on in this stream is equipping equipping mm-hmm. us to love to love mm-hmm. our neighbor mm-hmm. to do the right thing 
um, to be great parents when we're really stressed yes. out because our kids are home all the time. Yes. <laughs> and, and the key to that, I think, is actually doing the gifts, using the gifts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember one of my great memories of sitting uh, next to Dallas Willard at, at a lunch table yeah. and uh, talking to him about what what is the purpose of this spirit infilling thing yeah. as a Pentecostal we've kind of struggled with what the meaning was and, and he told me the meaning is that the gifts be used so yeah. we, we're supposed to minister to one another in that mm-hmm. and um, when we're dispersed and isolated um, this is a great time to be praying for each other great time mm-hmm. to be using those uh, those spiritual gifts if there's a word of encouragement that needs to be said to somebody you know, yeah text it to them or yeah yeah tell them I'm gonna, what it is. I'm gonna throw this out there uh, a lot of the charismatic stream is very embodied Mm -hmm. it's very in the body and it's very doing Mm. is a lot of the language we're using laying on the hands Um, and two things yeah laying on of hands (laughs) none of that guys six feet social (laughs) distance washing them (laughs) falling down sometimes (laughs) things like that um and but i guess i'm thinking in in my past some interesting charismatic like embodiment things have been we called it soaking Mm. I mean, you're acting out and until it's real, which it, I wholeheartedly believe it was, that we are just bathing in the presence of yeah. God right now. Absolutely. And uh, another big one was, um, oh gosh, worship toge- worshiping? Yeah. Mm. I, I'd say worship together, but not right now, but a little bit. We could but try and figure we'll, out ways We'll figure to do something out. But yeah. when I'm even thinking of worship, like Dave, King David in the Old Testament Im- most embodied charismatic thing you could ever do danced naked like a wild man <laughs> you can do that in your own home, i mean <laughs> i'm not saying but that's yeah. the most embodied charismatic thing i can think of right. when it comes to let's call it worship yeah <laughs> absolutely and i think that's the thing that i think most especially in our tradition it's like we don't have sunday morning what are we going to do we can't right. worship together we can't be the embodied gathered community but we really in our toolbox need to realize that we can spend time with jesus in our own homes the spirit will come to your home Mm -hmm. it's not (laughs) limited to the walls of the church you are the temple the Mm -hmm. spirit will empower you and give you the gifts of of courage to go out and be neighborly to Mm -hmm. do the right thing and i really encourage you in this stream to act when you feel this hope and this joy laugh (laughs) and encourage someone when you feel a certainty Mm -hmm. share it Mm -hmm. share the certainty and let that spread like the virus you know let it spread more than the the virus is our strength that is the contagious holiness that we really want to embrace and and going into the place where we can soak we can take on the spirit we can be equipped Mm -hmm. to do the thing that really encourages the world's it's just beautiful. It's, mm-hmm. I think we all kind of are part of this stream because, or are part of this AG thing because mm-hmm. it's something that we really have all experienced oh, in yeah. some way or another. And, and I think this goes to, um, you know, if the, if the core of this is, is about God being eminent and in our lives and close to us, this is a key place to, to finding that the, um, the source of our needs met right those we're going back to those Maslow yes. hierarchy finding our our needs met in the nearness of god i'm reminded of this poem by sydney lanier uh, it says as the marsh hen secretly builds on the watery sod 
Behold, I will build me a nest on the greatness of God. I will fly in the greatness of God as the marsh hen flies, in the freedom that fills all the space twixt the marsh and the skies. By so many roots as the marsh grass sends in the sod, I will heartily lay me a hold on the greatness of God. Mm. That, you know, if we can find our place in the greatness of yeah. God and, mm. and find our needs met there, then that joy can bubble up mm-hmm. and, and uh, meet the needs of others. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. And really, it so connects with the next one, uh, social justice, mm. social justice stream. And this is the compassionate life. Yes. When we're meeting the needs, that when we're, we're equipped and empowered by the Spirit, what do we do? Um, and kind of the pieces of this are... Uh, it's the the justice and the shalom that mm-hmm. all human relationships and and social structures can be whole. Um, being neighborly, serving, uh, the three pieces are hasad, which is mm-hmm. compassion, and that's comes from the steadfast love of God, the mm-hmm. hasad, steadfast love, and then the mishpat which is justice um, to observe the injustices and establish this old lady stuck in her house and she doesn't have food, observe that and then bring her food. Like that is absolutely what this is. And then the Shalom, this is Mm. that wholeness, Mm. uh, the unity, the balance that our world so desperately creative, disruptive. Yeah, (laughs) there Mm. it is. The harmony, the all inclusive community, um, this it's personal it's social it's institutional we have the institution is sort of separated from us right now and so Mm -hmm. how can and social really too how can we have that personally and let it spill over a little into social Mm -hmm. what do those look like it will be a challenge we have to keep our eyes open at this time because um Mm -hmm. the things out there are going to affect um the poor greater Mm -hmm. in greater ways and uh, we need to be ready to to stand up for them. Yeah. Yep. My favorite. My uh, in Detroit, my favorite statue of Jesus is in front of this Lutheran church mm-hmm. on Gratiot, just before you get to Eastern Market. Hmm. And it's next to a statue of Moses on a mountain with lightning coming down. <laughs> but this statue of Jesus, I mean, I call it Jesus. It's really a beggar with a statue of a beggar with his head down and mm. his palms out. Oh. But there's not one part of me that doubts for a second, oh, they this is supposed to be a statue of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that those are the eyes that this stream gives us. Mm-hmm. Is when, you know, you've done it unto the least of these, you've done yeah. it unto me. See Jesus in distressing disguise. <laughs> yeah, and this is really like that dignity and elegance that we talk about so much at Courage. Do we offer people dignity? Oh. Um and are you are you seeing and are you acting when things seem really unfair? And if you see that and it's like, that's not right. That's just not right. People shouldn't be treated that way or people shouldn't have to suffer that way. That sounds like an interpersonal call to action right yes, there. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. This is the, the spirit of God is speaking to you. Yep. And, and he's challenging you to act, to do the thing. And you will be empowered by the spirit. And <laughs> you can use scripture to back it up. But if you don't have scripture to back it up, it's okay. Because <laughs> you're given that innate sense of justice, mm. social justice. And I think that we're going to see a lot of that. And this is your time to shine. If that is your stream yeah. to really connect with that. And that can be speaking, being a voice speaking out or 
maybe you maybe you write a poem that mm. that just makes people feel yeah, for other people this time it'd be great yeah yeah so we've got we've got social media that everyone's going to be accessing to Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. to keep our eyes open um yeah and ways that we can engage what else can we think of i mean yeah i mean i the think giving there's the the, the sort of speaking out there are so many uh local businesses right now mm. and that had are closed yeah. yeah and what are they gonna do um it and people are i mean even i work for a family-owned local business mm-hmm. and i mean my shifts were cut and i don't know how much longer to be honest that we'll be able to actually stay open right. but people have been so generous mm. people have been so generous in that in this time and understanding and and I th- and just have had a lot of compassion on restaurant workers and compassion mm. on. Okay, the other day I saw on Facebook someone saying, "Hey, I just lost my restaurant job mm. for this season. It's all I had." Yeah. And there are so many of those stories and situations. I know people from Bible College who were are married and both work restaurant jobs, and they're on the other side of the state. And I'm like, what are they going to do? Mm. So, yeah. like, whatever we can do to help those kind of people i with with this friend of mine who lives quite a bit closer who was saying that i messaged him immediately hey call my mom she has a job for you right now delivering pizzas yeah that's Mm. some and he got hired on the spot like being able to do also if anyone's listening to this call marco's pizza near 21 (laughs) and grashit if you need work because they don't have enough delivery drivers at this time there it is (laughs) well and that's the thing it's like compassion to move uh the observing and establishing justice Mm. and that shalom wholeness unity and balance and i think i think for a lot of us the the solidarity of saying we're gonna go home Mm -hmm. we are gonna shut it down and we're going to go home yeah that's the unity the shalom you think about it yeah yeah that's a social justice by just going home and staying home because we don't we don't we want to flatten the curve we don't want to overwhelm the medical system and Mm -hmm. what else will there be i think we'll see in the days to come very soon the things that just need the unity of the whole world and mm-hmm. the whole world is going to link up not touch hands <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bump elbows. and we're going to work yeah. together to stay home and then mm-hmm. we're going to work together to make sure that the people that don't have food or are shut-ins have access to basic mm-hmm. hi- the basic hierarchy of needs yeah. and we're going to rebuild together and mm. i think we'll see a lot of that coming and and i think we forget that that is the economy of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the way God works. And as you write songs, you are making somebody's day. Mm. Or as you make a dinner and give it to your neighbors, you are feeding stomachs. Mm-hmm. As you are supporting small businesses with a graphic to let people know that they mm-hmm. have a need. Like you are in all the things that you do, you're working on the economy of God. And that's just the unity yeah. and inclusiveness mm-hmm. of everybody has needs and everybody, everybody's losing something and, and nobody's out ahead of anybody mm-hmm. right now. I, I know, I, I know personally there are times in my past where I've gotten real tripped up just by the term social justice because mm. it can be very loaded yeah. and have certain connotations and be used negatively sometimes, right. which whatever but like yeah so that's weird but when at courage church when we talk about the word justice it's things being made right yeah Yeah. whole when we talk about yeah things being made whole it's shalom it's tikkun alam repairing the world and what amazes me is that right now just stepping back 
yeah, like you said, and doing nothing mm. is something that is making, will make the world right if we do yeah. that in a unified way. And yeah. that's a, an embodied social justice practice in and of itself. Yeah. And I, yeah. I really just get this feeling, like just this overwhelming sense of peace that all these people saying, I'm losing my job. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. You're seeing the city join up with that and say, okay, if you don't have water right now, cause your water has been shut off, we're going to turn it back on. Mm-hmm. And if you, I, I've seen wow. other States and cities do this. If you don't have money to pay your rent, we're not going to going to evict you mm-hmm. that evictions are turned off and we're not, taking homes away from people right now like we're just not doing those things people doing the right thing yes Mm -hmm. it's the next right thing right (laughs) it's the next right thing so uh, it's a beautiful stream we're going to see a lot of that Mm -hmm. so those of you that are in that stream it's your time to shine Mm. Uh, the next one is the evangelical stream and Mm. i think i think we're going to feel a little lost in this one right now because we feel the sense that this one's some often the most important that we gather and we preach the word and we're mm-hmm. reading the Bible. And this is, this is the one piece of the toolbox that we feel like hopefully everybody has. If they don't, we will deliver Bibles along mm-hmm. with food. Um, but this is the word centered life, right. the preaching, the Bible study. We're seeing lots of churches do podcasts and, mm-hmm. and, and social media Bible studies and discussion about scripture. Um, understand the words, the, the words that scripture uses for love and applying mm-hmm. that. And what do these things mean in our lives? Um, this, this, these pieces of repenting mm-hmm. and evangelizing. Um, we are, we are not all gifted with the gift of evangelism. True. Those of you that are, please don't stop. <laughs> Those of you that aren't take the pressure off and do the thing you are supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, and we can talk about those gifts another time. Um, but what are some pieces of that, of the word-centered life, the yeah. Lectio Divina and such? That yeah, we can so experience? yeah, again, we get that. Lectio Divina is a fancy word for holy reading or divine reading. It's just a matter of slowing it down. So one of the things that, I, I, if you look at advice online about how to speed read, yeah, do the opposite ah. for Lectio Divina. It's, it's like they want you to kind of start your eyes over let your eyes rest on each word (laughs) take a small chunk at a time just let it soak in the first time you read through it you read through does anything stick out to you something you want to pay attention to read through it again does this time are you hearing something can you put yourself there and the third time what's the response what are you going to say back to god okay so when we're doing that how do we start just pick like a chapter and read it until you're till you feel fixated on something and then read a verse yeah, at a probably, time over and over. No, I would probably choose a smaller chunk than a chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're okay. going through yep. a, uh, uh, a a gospel or something, choose a pericope, which is just a like, scene, like a, a scene in the life of, of, of Christ. Usually sectioned by headers. Yeah. Yeah. A section header. Uh, if you've got a Bible that has those. Um, mm-hmm. just, it might be a paragraph if you've got paragraph, mm-hmm. um, holes in your, th- in your thing and take it, take it slow and take it just that chunk. Yeah. Um, the other side of this would be more of an in-depth Bible study where you would yeah. break out your, um, Bible study tools on the, on the web and you do your word searches and stuff like we would do to prepare for a sermon. Uh, both of those really things. Good. Psalms are really good. Psalms to do are lectio with. great with lectio because you can you can begin to pray them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, that that's just a to go from reading a psalm to praying a psalm is just like a change on the inside. It's like mm-hmm. 
kind of like acting out a part. Um, you're engaging your heart in this with the psalm, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going beyond just, hey, I'm reading the psalm too. I am living the psalm mm. through through my heart. Wow. Yeah, that can be very powerful. The, a word that I, evangelical stream, mm-hmm. evangelical is another word somewhat similar very to uh, yeah, <laughs> social justice that uh-huh. is so uh, loaded right now and uh, for just as many reasons as so as social justice um like i know when i was gosh in santa monica you see people like marching with signs you Mm. hear about like people picketing funerals and that seems to be the world's view of evangelical stream at at times and i've kind of had to switch my brain a little bit to when i hear the word evangelical for the last few years Mm the word that's come to my mind is audacity. Oh, interesting. And to say you need this, Uh, the Bible, Bible. you have the, I have the word of, I have scripture right here. You need this. Mm -hmm. I have Jesus. You need this. Mm. That is such a backwards audacious thing Mm. to say, but it is needed just as much as every one of those other streams, because this is hope and this is life and this will form you and this will help you so much with your anxiety Mm. and, and, and clear the world's anxieties. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think the people, who are using this as a weapon? I'm pretending as I'm holding a, a Bible for these people, <laughs> but who are using it as a weapon? Right. That's a whole other kind of audacity. That's like yeah. a, the devil's kind of audacity <laughs> right there. But right. when you see Jesus saying, "You need me," mm. basically, you need to eat my flesh and drink my blood. That is an audacious, crazy weirdo thing to say. <laughs> what kind of weirdo says that kind of thing? Uh-huh. An audacious, an audacious evangelical, right? Yeah. Who understands the heart of God. And the people's need. Yeah. For yeah. God. So theologically, evangelical is just those who have a high view of scripture. It's been confused <laughs> with a political movement, um, but a fundamentalism. We, yeah, a fundamentalism, um, which there's some overlap, but uh, mm-hmm. we have a high view of the scripture yeah. in that mm-hmm. it gives us a revelation of who God is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is the Word, you know, yep. made flesh. And, and we get to access Him and that. So beautiful. Yeah. And I think, th- I think people that this is your stream, um, you read scripture and it brings you peace. It mm. gives you courage. It gives you strength to make it through today. Um, I heard actually several professors in my journey on for my master's program have just challenged the cohort. We believe in the power and authority of scripture. Why aren't we using it? Yep. Like we're not. So yeah. we started reading scripture at the beginning of our service more, mm, like yes. just reading a scripture and like, this is powerful. And I heard uh, one of my professors recently, he was telling this story about how some things happened in his life. And he was like, I don't have a sermon for Sunday. And mm. he just was super stressed out. And his, his board looked at him and they were like, you know, the right thing you need to do for your life right now. What's the worst that happens? Hmm. You get up there and you read a, a brick of scripture. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's the worst. And he's like, don't we believe in scripture? Can't we just read this block of scripture and let God do with scripture what God does? Do we have to exegete it? And do we have to go through Mm -hmm. and and, and make it this theological discussion? I think those things are important and there's a place for them. But there's also a place that needs to be made 
in our lives again to just mm-hmm. read scripture Absolutely. and draw life. Don't draw this conviction for your neighbor. Draw life. Mm-hmm. Draw mm-hmm. life and hope. What do we need in this time? Life, hope, joy, peace, wholeness. If it doesn't bring wholeness mm-hmm. and it breaks somebody, just just wait a second because it's not time. So, so and if if reading scripture isn't your jam, um, yeah. here's some some resources. Sure. Uh, I I love doing the Lectio Divina, mm-hmm. but I don't, uh, I don't know. I just don't feel the motivation to just sit there with my Bible. Mm-hmm. One of the things I do is I use um, Pray As You Go as mm-hmm. a podcast that's designed mm-hmm. for getting on the train in, in London. Is and there an app? Listening. There is an app. Wow. And it's also a podcast. And so I, I usually listen to it in the shower. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> That's wonderful. You can go wherever. Um, that's a great way to do it, mm-hmm. uh, to, to listen. Um, obviously, we have lots of resources on our website. Yep. If you need a sermon, we got them. Absolutely. Um, but the real, if if you're not into that studying of scripture, that that meditation on scripture, that that puts yourself there and imagines Huge. what it's like, I encourage you to try that because yeah. that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or do it with your family. Grab a children's oh, yeah. Bible and listen to the basic. What's the basic message here? What's mm. the scripture trying to mm-hmm. tell us? Um, there's some great scripture, great, great children's resources. And we find mm-hmm. that when there's a language barrier, the basic gospel still does just as powerful yeah. work as this picked apart piece. Right. And when I do something like the imaginative type things using like the message or something yeah. that's already yeah. a little bit like yeah. a, a novel. It's, Make it's it easy works. for yourself. Yeah. So the last <laughs> stream that we have is the incarnational stream. Now this one yes. is absolutely my favorite. This is me to a T a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. this is, I, I can't function outside of this. I think, I don't know. <laughs> um, this is sacramental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you do have the that communion sacraments. and the mm-hmm. baptisms and the things that we do as sacrament, the way that we pray, um, kneeling at your bedside or whatever. But it more than that, it's, it's, for me, what I ex- how I experience God in the incarnational stream is that this everyday life, mm-hmm. the arena of everyday mm-hmm. life. This there are church sacraments, but God is among us mm-hmm. when we walk through the forest, when we watch the sunrise or set. Um, there's meaning in just everything, and yeah. we are the temple. And for me, when when I think about Sabbath and this rest time, I get so stoked to think about sitting at home mm. with my children while I work on whatever, but stopping putting it away because I'm not stuck in a building at work in the office, but I'm actually with my children and delighting in Mm -hmm. the thing that I, that I'm enjoying a delicious cup of coffee, Mm. sitting with my kids bouncing around or listening to their sweet Mm. giggles of my two year old. Those things, those are the ways that I experience God in the Mm. most intimate ways. And those, those things aren't always in a practice. They're not always, they're just, they're a little bit more like you just reflective and a little bit more like I'm driving and all of a sudden I see the tree leaves flutter and I'm Mm -hmm. just thinking about a summer memory and Mm -hmm. how God's worked through my life and called me. And like Mm -hmm. my mind just goes everywhere because I experience him in a reflective right now. So give us a couple of things that we can do sacramentally, Mm -hmm. um, but also incarnationally in Mm -hmm. That that's not sacrament, right? And I, sacramentally, you, the communion thing. There's a long tradition of of people bringing the sacrament home the, mm-hmm. the, and and doing communion with their family. Yeah, and so it's exciting that we get to to try that together. Yeah. Um, so communion is one of those that's uh, is great because it's going to connect you to the practice that's being done around the world. Yeah. So it's 
you can feel part of something bigger, even though you're doing it just with you and your family. Yeah. So that's that's going to be mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. And really what's beautiful when we do the sacrament is Jesus really demonstrates. He doesn't just take it, but he uses sort of this formula, this mm-hmm. Jewish formula of understanding it, describing mm-hmm. like why it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. So that's that reflective kind mm-hmm. of we reflect on something and then we participate right understanding that it's meaningful yeah and then when it comes to the ordinary we can bring those things in and um i've often said in the the assembly of god we talk about the uh baptism and communion as being ordinances and Mm -hmm. i think wow that's that's great because now i can think of everything as sacrament (laughs) and it can be sacrament is just whatever is connecting you with god you know what is giving you that window to god and so yeah, washing your hands could be a sacrament. Yeah. It can remind you of your baptism. That's that might right. be as close as you get to baptism right, right now. It is. Because uh, we don't uh, get together for Duncan people yeah. at the moment. These, um, All of these streams that we're talking about and mm-hmm. uh, sacrament even right now, it's you can see all of these as different lenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like these are lenses through which you're experiencing or perceiving our faith process and journey and our relationship with God yeah. and each other. Um, Don and I have a common professor who, uh, would describe, uh, he would say the sacramental life or the sacramental imagination. Mm, He would say there are a few ways that people, there are a few ways you can see the world. There are a few ways that you can see the world. Um, one of them would be, uh, nihilistically, Uh just nothing means anything. Mm -hmm. Go through life. You can have a nihilistic imagination. Uh, the other one was, um, hedonistically, mm. a hedonistic imagination, which is this is all for me. I'm mm. going to do whatever mm. I want. I'm going to consume, consume, consume. Um, and the other is the sacramentalism or the sacramental imagination mm-hmm. where it's, I mean, you know, in nihilism, nothing has meaning. In uh, hedonism, only I have meaning. Mm. In sacramentalism, everything has meaning yeah. because this is yeah. a God-bathed world and That's this is exactly the lens, right. yes. whether it's taking part in communion, the Eucharist, mm-hmm. or washing your hands or hanging out mm-hmm. with your children or sitting with my wife. This is a God-bathed yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, so Drew, you mentioned earlier Brother Lawrence. Yes. And uh, he's a great character because he's he wasn't a monk. He was <laughs> just a kitchen cook yeah. like, at a monastery. Yeah. And, and he... <laughs> had such joy in the presence of God that that the monks would be like, what's going on with you? And uh, he would even have to try and hide his joy. And he got his joy from simply reminding himself that God was present while he did the dishes, while he served in the kitchen, that he would spend his day with God. And that moment became sacrament to him, Mm -hmm. doing the dishes, preparing the food. Those things were for him done with the presence of God, and it just produced such mm-hmm. joy from within him. That's, a, I think, probably one of the most beautiful examples yeah. of the yeah. sacramental life. I mean, we called it incarnational mm-hmm. at first, and really, you're just putting skin on it. Yeah, you're that's putting what incarnation's I mean, about, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're <laughs> you're putting flesh on what you're perceiving, yeah, mm-hmm. more absolutely. or less. <laughs> That's wild. So I just want to share something from G.K. Chesterton that Ooh. when I read it, I just am like, ah, yes, this is this is everything yeah. about how we experience God. And we've not recognized it as spiritual formation, which I think set me free mm. um, to kind of think this way. So uh, this is from Heaven's Encores. Um, he's talking about like how children basically like they kick their feet, but they, they do it um, repeated. They do it unchanged. They do it 
rhythmically, um, not out of the absence of life, but out of life. Mm. Um, and then he, he goes on, but perhaps God is strong enough to exalt in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy for we have sinned and grown old and our our father is younger than we. The repetition of nature may not be a mere reoccurrence. It may be a theatrical encore. Mm. Heaven may encore the bird who laid an egg. If the human being conceives and brings forth a human child instead of bringing forth a fish or a bat (laughs) or a griffin, the reason may not be that we are fixed in an animal fate without life or purpose. It may be that our little tragedy has touched the gods, that they admire it from the starry galleries, that at the end of every human drama, man is called again and again before the curtain. Repetition may go on for millions of years by mere choice, and at any instant, it may stop. Man may stand on the earth generation after generation, yet each birth be his positively last appearance and it's just so beautiful to think Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. we are in this space that god's kind of stopping things Mm -hmm. i don't i'm not going to say that god sent this virus but Mm -hmm. he's giving humanity a permission to say no we're not going to go out no we're not gonna we're gonna yes we're gonna flatten the curve yes we're going to go home and out of this where is the repetition without without our sort of traditions through the day you know like Mm -hmm. our repetition through the day is not there right now and and as we have our schedules have stopped and halted god still goes on Mm -hmm. to to let the sun rise to to bring the moon up to set the sun the the oceans are still the waves are still crashing and and life is still Mm -hmm. moving on the molecules in our systems Mm -hmm. god's hand is still here he's not gone and can mm-hmm. we recognize that that brings me life and joy he he also talks about how there must be meaning in magic because it's this mysterious <laughs> thing that we don't understand and just like finding meaning in all these mm-hmm. just things that are just entertaining mm-hmm. but it's more than that it's more than that there's meaning in all of it and mm-hmm. if we if that's your stream now's your time to see the hand of god mm-hmm. continue when the rest of the world halts yeah Mm-hmm. As life goes on and children still grow and, and people still develop and change. And, and as we as we invent things, mm-hmm. um, it's beautiful to see how different we are as human beings yeah. and how this is a time to experience God in ways that we didn't mm. realize we were actually experiencing the creator. All the creative solutions and innovation that are going to come out of this time is so putting flesh on it. Yeah. It's so being who we were created to be. Absolutely. It's this incarnational sacramental thing for the benefit of everyone. It's going to be good. I I have a lot of hope for right now. Mm. Obviously, what's happening is happening, but I think... It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to connect with the creator because he's Mm -hmm. not going to stop. The encore is going to continue. And we need to to embrace that, engage in that, and be... Mm -hmm. We need to grow. And we need... Hopefully this fits your toolbox a little bit, fills it up a little bit more. Um, Any questions, submit it on the website. Please please message us. Ask us. We're going to be producing some content today. 
to put some of this into practice. We're, I'm excited. We're going to be shooting communion videos and maybe some other things. So, yeah, yeah stay tuned. This is all uh, for your in-home benefit and formation like mm. to be like Christ. So if you this. can post a comment, I, I really encourage you on our website somewhere, be posting, hashtagging, whatever, yeah. your Sabbath things. What are you doing? If it's, if it's your bible as the sun rises mm. yes post it if it's mm. your children singing a song as they watch the birds fly around outside the window post it mm. like post the things that we need to bring each other joy yeah. and remember that the encore is going on and next, time we do, and next time we do this we'll share what uh, some of those things are mm. just for the benefit of everyone yeah, <laughs> absolutely yep great thank you for joining us sabbath on